Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. She's back with her thumb in a sling, yep. in a wrap, in a... I, it is a club. It's a club. Her arm yeah. has been turned into a club. If it's, it didn't hurt to hit people, it would be an amazing... Almost a cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like hard. Hmm. Oh, there you go. She's right. not hitting her head, folks. <laughs> yeah. That I hollow can't see sound what you're doing. It's not her podcast. <laughs> oh, it's uh, going to be a fun hour. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Uh, and then Rob. Rob's here. I'm here. Rob's uh, here. The full Rob. Three full quarters. Rob. Three quarters Jen. <laughs> three quarters Jen. Full Rob. Full Logan. All right. Cool. I mean, if it's three quarters, we're probably operating on more than usual. So. <laughs> That is a benevolent fraction. Perfect. <laughs> it's a majority. Majority vote. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Well, we are on week two of stewardship. Uh, stewards. St- stewards, but talking about stewardship. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bummed we didn't call it stewardship because I had some great puns involving ships. Oh, let's do it. Let's when come Next on. year we can, we, can, we can make it happen. But uh, share, I had ideas. Share the puns now. They were visual. Oh, oh, oh. They were visual with the graphic. It was like going to be a parable part two. Nice. Beautiful. I had thoughts. Uh, I had thoughts, but we'll just we'll save them another day, another day, another series. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. Be blessed, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the fact that we didn't get them this time. You know. There you go. Small so, grace. Yeah, stewards. Uh, our, our stewardship series, uh, week two of this. Two out of four, we're halfway there. Halfway there, my goodness. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to week six or seven today of uh, Aaron Couch's 30, 30, 31-week yeah. series. <laughs> and he says, I'm seven weeks in, and I'm not bored. <laughs> <laughs> It's a miracle. I want to s- hear what he says at week twenty-seven. Yeah, like. I'm, 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 I'm holding my breath on that one, uh, or maybe not holding my breath. Don't, no, that's that's a a don't, don't hold your breath. <laughs> He's cheating. He's breathing through his nose. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> this isn't a. This is a podcast. They can't see what you're doing. I know, but they also couldn't hear me breathing, so it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Let's dive into this footnotey goodness. Oh, man. Jen's. Jen's. <laughs> this is, this is going to be rough. She's on the pain meds from this surgery. Things yeah. could get interesting, kids. We might have her do more surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> Refill uh, that pain med. Yeah. No, I don't. No. No, we should probably shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> no, we, we won't joke about that. That's probably not. Yeah, we won't joke about <laughs> Oh, my. That's probably a bad eye perspective on things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad eyes and good eyes, and I worked... Okay, doing the video, it cracked me up at the beginning. Uh, I made a bad eye joke before I'd even mentioned anything. 
and then I told everyone that that would be really funny later, and it was really funny to me. <laughs> I laughed at me. I'm hilarious. I just want to throw that out. I am hilarious. Uh, I just found it really funny. So it's a good eye joke right there. There you go. I am hilarious. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Solid stuff there. Uh, so good eye, bad eye. Obviously, coming out of I, I pulled it from Matthew uh, six. I pulled it from Matthew six, but this is a this is a, a conversation that occurs. Um, this is just a good example of this. Mm-hmm. This is a, a wider, this is a common analogy from my understanding. Um, and Rob, you pointed out that uh, I actually used another example, similar, related to perhaps, and I didn't even know about it, uh, the Proverbs quote that I dropped uh, out of Proverbs 23. I think it's 23. 13. 13.22. Not even right at all. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, so, 13.22. Yeah. So, Matthew 6, Jesus says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If, if your eye is clear, if it is single, if it is good, those are all decent translations of the word haplos. If your eye is single. Yes. One-eyed. Um, but if it's clear, uh, good, your whole body is full of light. In other words, you can, if you have this view in the world that's good, mm-hmm. your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, and that word there literally in the Greek is evil, uh, your whole body is, will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Now, we know... F- just uh, having some contextual understanding of the Jewish conversation that ayin tovah, a good eye, is oftentimes compared to ayin ra'ah, an evil eye. And rabbis would would talk about people having a a good eye or an evil eye. Now the word tov, uh, the first time we see it show up is in Genesis 1. When God creates, uh, he says, it is good. And that's, that's the same word, tov. So it's, okay. it's good in essence. It's, it's, it's good from a design. It's, you could trust it. These are the kinds of things that, it's like going to the water well and knowing that it's, is the water good? Yes, it's good. It's good for you. You could drink it, take it in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you read the NIV, which is a little different translation than it translates it that uh, thirteen twenty two Proverbs thirteen twenty two differently than the NAS, which I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. And so I want to know what was the what was the Hebrew word? Mm-hmm. The Hebrew word is tov for a good man. For a good man. Um, and I was wondering if it was a, a zadik. A righteous ah. man, which is a little different, but, but here's a good man with a good eye leaving mm-hmm. an inheritance. That that's pretty tasty. That mm-hmm. is nice. That is nice. Mm. You know, especially when you talk about how you talk 
how you presented this parable and and just this idea of, of a good eye and seeing the world uh, or the the two the first two investors as it were mm-hmm. uh, stewards they they immediately go out like mm-hmm. they they see opportunity they see things are good like the market is favorable we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna go do something and 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 we we expect a return and I've been given an opportunity yeah. The master gave me an opportunity, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the last guy, the last steward, he had an evil eye. He, mm-hmm. he, he saw problems. He saw problems with the master. Yep. He was afraid of him. Yeah. And so he did not leave an inheritance. I think... Uh, this this brings to mind. I, I shot a question, and we were we talked about this at uh, in our college care group this last week. It came up a little bit, and I'd kind of been wrestling with it throughout the week. But I shot it to uh, to both Marty and Aaron, um, and let me just pull up responses here. But uh, the the idea was okay. What would happen? Imagine the parable. Imagine there's a fourth servant um, who however many uh, talents you want to give them, right? Bags of gold. Maybe they have two. They go out and they invest and they take a swing, but it's a miss. Hmm. And maybe they they come back with the same amount or they come back with less. Right. Right? So imagine what would, what would the parable... Um, what would the parable say about that like what would what would the master's response be to that servant right and i was kind of wrestling with this a little bit of because it in this parable you have a little bit of attention it could be a prosperity Mm -hmm. Uh, you could you could work it into that or like if you don't have faith then you won't prosper but if you do have faith then you will prosper uh you can just get in or or the master it's it's about what you do Sure. It's only only if you come back with a the master's only happy if you come back with a return. Sure. Which you could read that and you could get that. I could totally see how you could get that from the parable. However, that doesn't line up with the rest of what I know and I know the master is God in the parable. Right. Right. That doesn't line up with God's character in the rest of the scriptures. Right. So, which is kind of back to our parable series. That's an important thing. That Peshat level has to, you start there, and it has to, you can't just pull this out of context and say, well, it just, you know, it's completely different, but, you know, it doesn't match anything else that I know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so uh, I posed that question to Marty. He said, uh, hmm, that's hard to imagine, but I'm sure it would be better than the person who buried it. Right. Like, okay. Uh, which I, I thoroughly agree with that. And then I, I threw it to Aaron. And he said, yeah, good question. I think the one talent guy gets hammered for lack of effort. So I think that would have been okay. I said, even if they'd come up with less. Sure. Uh, I said, and to which I came up with a fantastic joke, of, it feels like there would have been at least a participation trophy. 
mm-hmm. in this case. <laughs> uh, which would have been the most millennial thing the landowner could have done. So I laughed so hard. <laughs> so uh, so a parable is is it's a quick story, right? And it's it, it there's complexities to them, but also simplicity because there's sure. there's a there's a focus focus in on this. Um, we could look at uh, the parable of the the vine. In, in mm-hmm. John chapter five, you know, I think in terms of I have a rose bush that I really like in, in my front yard. Mm-hmm. Guess what I'm going to do this year to it? You're going to hack it down. Yeah, you're going to hack it back. I'm going to hack it back. Sure. So you have to do for roses. It it you know what I haven't touched that thing. Oh really? At all? Oh, you've been lucky. Yeah, I have not touched it. It's it's unruly. Um. She'd do for a pruning. I, I, I haven't <laughs> touched it because it's got such big. <laughs> my, which. What big teeth you have. What big teeth you have. <laughs> uh, but but here, here's what I know about leadership. So, in a sense, like in this parable, the master goes away. Mm-hmm. But leadership doesn't let you just drown. Mm hmm doesn't let you fail and and like you know you you sink or swim and I don't provide the the education I don't provide the training I don't provide the resources for you to be successful sure failure can be part of success I Michael Jordan missed 20,000 shots mm-hmm. and he's the goat because and I'm saying that right here, uh, he's the GOAT because he got over the fact that he missed 20,000 shots mm-hmm. to make all the shots that he did make. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so to take a swing and, and, and have a miss, uh, it's, it would it'd be horrible leadership to come back and just go, well, you failed, so. Out into the, the weeping and gnashing of teeth with you. Right. Um, and so we we have other parables. That I, I think that the parable of the vine dresser. Yep. You know, uh, even if you are producing fruit, you're going to get cut back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so at, at, at any rate, um, no, that's a that's that's a great question. It just it 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 added to this. What's the what part of the uh, it, it it pointed it further towards this it's about how it's about their outlook and it's right. about the willingness it's not about whether or not they came back with right. five ten whatever that's not the important part well and I loved what you brought up last week and I don't remember if it was on the podcast or just in our conversation but the person with the one talent mm-hmm. they could have gone out immediately and invested mm-hmm. that could have been the response mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm afraid but I'm gonna live with courage sure I I've had past failures in it and that's driving how this conversation is going now but I'm going to move forward anyway mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna that'll be probably talked about this Sunday more yeah that would have been and, and 
and that would be an example of stepping it's transitioning from having a bad eye to a good eye in, yeah. in that in that servant's case and and they he wouldn't have known yeah yeah you know, right. what, what what's going to happen i i don't know and, and he's got this screwed up i think it's a screwed up view of the master i don't think that's an accurate right i think the master says well even though you this is what you thought i was and mm-hmm. it's still you still did this but I don't think that's actually what the master is. Right. right. He had one bad experience with the master and clung or to that. Or just heard mm-hmm. that, you know, I, you know, how many times do we put it on to people that, oh, yeah, no, I know about that person's reputation. Mm-hmm. If you heard about God's reputation from the wrong people, right, you're going to think he's a cruel, scary dude. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, even even reading his actions through immature eyes, yeah, right. From an Im- immature perspective, I think is, you know, and there's great questions of well, there's some things that happened in the Old Testament, and 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 God is the one who directs that. What was going on there? Mm-hmm. Seems but, pretty angry and wrathful and vengeful. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if we look at the summation of the scriptures. And not just any one piece, we get a very accurate and complex picture of who God is, and He's not that wrathful, vengeful. He'll deal with things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and in the moment, you know, a, a parent can seem wrathful, vengeful, but maybe they're just trying to protect you from something that that's very harmful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. Well, let's talk about since we're on this this uh, this tangent of good eye, bad eye. Let's talk a little bit about how. So I presented the bad eye, uh, and I mainly focused on the fear. Yeah. Uh, that it can present it presents itself as worry, as fear. Um. And you were you were curious. You brought up what about greed? Right. Because that that could also be. Um, yeah, and from I, a stewardship standpoint, yeah. greed. I mean, someone embezzles, mm-hmm. you know, five bags of gold. Like that's that could be another factor in why someone is not a good steward. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, uh, saying, "Well, I'm just going to skim off the top." Mm-hmm. You got almost all of the ten million back. You got nine million nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Wouldn't notice if that was gone, right? Yeah, yeah. Or while the master's gone, you hightail it. To oh, sure. Yeah, and just flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think in terms of you know a lot of the problems that we see in the world today is is really a it's greed based. Mm-hmm. Which I think greed and greed weighs in on this, but I, my opinion, I think greed comes from fear. I think tell me more. Most of the time, if not all of the time, greed is going to stem from a place of fear. So, greed is the desire I need more, mm-hmm. right? I need to have all. I want Jen has that uh 7 up 0 whatever over there, mm. and I want it, so I'm going to take it because I don't have it. And maybe maybe I'm not thirsty currently, but I might be thirsty at some point. Mm. Right? 
or um, I know you've talked about when you were when you were a kid, you would order the largest thing on the menu, yes. right? I I did this too. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, maybe not the largest thing, but I, I a lot of times I go for the most expensive thing. I bless my parents well, for putting up with my. No, crap. yeah, I I <laughs> I assumed that most expensive meant. Meant the most. Meant the most, mm. which meant that I would not be without. So mine, that was definitely fear based. So that, and and I think that's a great example of that because if 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 I'm afraid that at some point I won't have enough, that means I'm going to develop the habit. And it might not be all the time a conscious oh I need to have all of this because I'm afraid I might run out. Right. I don't think Jeff Bezos or. You know, Elon Musk or anybody, you know, name some multimillionaire. Doesn't even have to be a billionaire. I don't think a lot of those millionaires are worried that they're not going to have enough. But I'll bet you if we go back to dig into their family of origin, they might have some moments like that. Mm. Or within their genealogy. I know, like, my grandma grew up poor in the Depression. Sure. That lady was a penny pincher, and I wrestled a lot with that this week of, do I, you know, do I admit, that that could have been a good analogy. My grandma grew up poor in the Depression. My grandpa grew up in a more affluent family. Not rich. It was the Depression, and they were farmers. But, you know, he wasn't poor during the Depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was a difference in their outlook. There's a reason why your grandmother did the books. My grandmother did the books, absolutely. Uh, the, and there's a, you know, but she wouldn't go on vacation. They wouldn't go on vacations. Mm. She was always a day away from bankruptcy. Mm. Let me tell you, they are not a day away from bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa, much more uh, generous in that sense. My grandma was still generous. But it was, I think that that was probably an influence from my grandfather. And so this this perspective of that that place that you come from, that fear can be a huge driver. And then you learn if that's your coping mechanism is to grab and, and steal maybe or just collect or hoard and know I'm absolutely not going to share. Because what if I want all these Skittles later? Right. Then I, you know. That so in in my mind I I haven't come up with a good example of where greed doesn't have kind of a, a motivating a motivating force behind it coming from a bad eye fear standpoint yeah a fear of of lacking now, I could be wrong somebody could come up with a a great example of greed and be like well yep nope that's not fear that's mm-hmm. just I don't know evil incarnate or something yeah we're gonna talk about another bad eye origin. That uh, gets in the way of stewardship this week, and and I'm wondering how that plays in. But we'll we'll wrestle with that as it goes. I I I, I think I think your supposition uh, is pretty sound. Pretty sound. I'm I'm. If someone has has an idea, has a thought. Info at missionridge.church. Yeah, send, send us a message. But, um, yeah, I think your supposition is pretty sound. Mm-hmm. We'll see. See if we can come. Um, yeah, and, and as we talk about this other element, 
this next week, this Sunday. Wrestle through that. But yeah, greed is... Uh, I, so we've talked uh, offline. We we have talked about how greed has played into uh, how it's impacted families, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it's impacted uh, our creation, and and how you got corporate greed that they, mm-hmm. they don't want to spend the money to deal with their hazardous waste, and so mm-hmm. they cut corners. Therefore. Yeah, you got if, yeah. Y- yeah spills. Yeah, if we don't cut corners, then we might not make enough profits, and we might not. Yeah, that somebody seem- else might beat us. That seems fear based. Um, yeah, you know, if if someone else, you know, if I if I don't uh, monopolize this person's time, someone else is going to wiggle their way in, sure. and I'm going to lose the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't eat all of this, I might not have enough later, mm-hmm. and so I'm always overeating, and therefore I'm dealing with obesity. You know, yeah, I I just think uh, greed plays, and that fear plays such a big impact in in how we operate, especially within our society. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is. This bad eye permeates our culture. Right. Yeah. V- absolutely. Our marketing. Oh, it, we're, com- we're bombarded by things that are constantly pushing us towards that. Yeah. You, our, our marketing is, is written, is geared to make you feel less than, to make you feel... You need this. Loss. Or you deserve this. And if you don't have it, have and it you do deserve way. it, then, well, what's wrong with you? You're broken. You're without. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have it, it your way. It feels a scarcity mindset of, mm-hmm. oh, no, if I don't have Limited it. Limited time offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to have it now. Don't yeah. save. Buy it now. What's really fascinating is I always chuckle about like the iPhone and how they market their iPhone. 14 billion cameras. And and I'm just like, and I'm still going to be a crappy photo taker. I mean, just <laughs> give me a bigger camera. That's just going to make it worse. It's a little, little more a, obvious. It's going to be a bigger bad picture. <laughs> That's uh, There's more <laughs> pixels of bad yeah, who was that? I was talking with somebody the other more day. More storage room for all my bad pictures. You know, they'll, they'll upgrade the camera. But the real thing that that makes it better for people is when they upgrade the software behind the camera, right? Mm-hmm. So that it can make up for my bad picture taking. Yeah. If yeah. the the better the software is, the better I can just point at whatever thing on the screen and say, "I want it to focus on that, make that look good," and then it knows and just does that. Well, when the know. software gets to the point where. I click the button and it removes the phone from my hand and puts it in <laughs> someone else's hand. <laughs> software will have successfully that will be, be the solved perfect, the problem. The perfect software. All right. The full uh, full upgrade there. My bad eye is looking through the lens <laughs> of the camera. Of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
No, I just uh, I really I I don't care that much. Sure. Uh, in fact, that's why I didn't get get the pro this last time. It's like, mm. oh, you get one more lens. I'm like, mm, one more lens. Of <laughs> <laughs> that's unnecessary. I. I I just I wasn't impressed. I was looking at the uh, the processor speed. I was looking at other sure. things. Oh man, that brings talk about shortcomings. Well, this isn't really a shortcoming. It was just really funny. Scott comes into church with a new phone. He's very excited about this new phone. He's showing me this new phone because he's got and 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 I I'll be clear. His old phone was breaking and wasn't working properly. So it it, it was several. It, it, it went was, from an iPhone eight to whatever. To, a 12 to a 12 I think, yeah uh four generations of skipping the the upgrade well done yeah um it, it, but he's showing me that beforehand and i'm thinking i can i'm picturing in my mind the spot in my notes where i have <laughs> this example written out of we got to have the newest phone and this phone <laughs> is creating child slavery i'm thinking oh, oh gosh <laughs> yeah uh, so i pivoted to easter candy but that that took too long for me to think of, so I still called him out a little bit. But <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to. Okay. <laughs> so on to parables. Parale- yeah. parallel, parallel, parables. Let's parables. talk about our parallel 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 parables. Easy for me to say. Uh, so in uh, Matthew 25, we've got the parable of the ten virgins that we went that I or not parable of the ten virgins, parable of the bags of gold which is paired with the parable of the ten virgins <laughs> and the parable of oh, the, the sheep and the goats, right? So those are the three that are talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. That'll come back in a second. All right. But in Luke... Logan's single, so... Oh, my gosh. Nothing Freudian about that. I just heard that having a single eye is good. <laughs> That's... That's it's not what, what I they heard. were talking about. That's what the that's, uh, single man leaves his children's children in inheritance. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. That's what I was thinking when you were reading that one. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't that word doesn't work translating there. <laughs> yeah, we're assuming that Jesus actually spoke the parable in Hebrew originally. Yes, and the word would be tov. Yep, and therefore connected to tov. Any Proverbs, but yes. So, but in Luke, we have the parable of the ten Midas. Might, might, there's no D. Minus. Ten, ten minus. Ten minus. It's like a negative ten. Uh, I'm just going to read this one real quick because, and then we'll, li- as, as I'm reading this, listen for maybe some similarities that Kay. might pop out to us. While they were listening to this, he was, uh, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near to Jerusalem. And the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. Dramatic pause. He said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minus. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants who, to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. 
His master answered, you take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, sir, here's your mina. I kept it. Uh, I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I'm a hard man taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Then why did you not put my money on deposit so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to all those standing by, take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has 10 minas. Sir, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that everyone who has more who has more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Apparently he had the minus touch. Oh, there it is. <laughs> nice. That first servant did, for sure. Yes. One, to, one to ten. Uh, so obviously some of these beat us over the head. Mm-hmm. We got a master leaving and then coming back. He's giving his servants uh, an amount mm-hmm. to take care of. Um, we get interviews with three of the servants. Right. We have two. One does really well. One does half as well, and then one hides it right. because he's afraid. The master turns the the afraid servant's own words on him mm-hmm. and judges him by that and says, why didn't you put it in the bankers? Uh, and then he takes that one mina away and gives it the one with 10. They're also both told, because people are talking about, uh, back at the very beginning there, um, they're, because he's near Jerusalem, remember the, con- the, the context of Matthew 25, they're talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. Right. Specifically, they'd been commenting before that, the disciples were commenting about the temple, and during this time, the temple's still being built, and Jesus is like, no, not one stone's going to be left. Right, And he drops this on him right before that. This is during Herod's time. Uh, and then you've got, uh, and they're talking about the returning. Uh, Jesus is talking about the recoming right before those parables in Matthew 25. Here he's telling a parable because they thought that God was coming back at once. Yeah. These two are so close. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of little differences. Uh, yeah. We've got this, the king, um, the delegation being sent because they don't want him to be king. Yep. Which is an odd pull in to what was going on politically at the time. Just 30 years. Yeah, 30 years before. 30 years before. Uh, Roughly so, 30 years. Yeah, Herod the Great. 20, uh, 20 some years. Herod the Great has three sons, mm-hmm. divides his kingdom into three separate, separate, separate sections. Um, the section where. The Judeans, Pharisees. It was a, it was a delegation of Pharisees. Okay. So they had to go. the The king goes off to be made be made king. The Pharisees send a delegation to to Caesar. So this is going to be a king under Caesar. They send a delegation to Caesar because they don't like Herod, and they they convince him somehow. And Herod, one of the sons, one of the sons that's inheriting this area. Herod the Tetrarch. Ends up being a Tetrarch, not a king. Hmm. Herod the Tetrarch is pissed 
comes back and massacres a bunch of people. Yikes. So there's that, which I'm not. We're not even going to unpack here. But no, that's, no, 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 no. Listen, oh, 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 no, we're unpacking it. No, yeah. Think about this. <laughs> okay. Jesus is saying his parables are about kingdom. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like Herod the Tetrarch, <laughs> which is a crazy comparison. Oh, that is immediately going to get everybody's blood boiling. Oh. I mean, for the Democrats, they're saying the kingdom of heaven is like Trump. <laughs> for everybody leaning to the right, the kingdom of heaven is like Joe. Like, like Jesus is trying to get their attention. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like he, like that is amazing. And and I and we'll, we'll we'll unpack that far, but I think we we just have to go. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is he like? That is a that's a slap in the face. That's cold water. That's let. Are you hearing me? Like uh, Jesus, I think is if nothing else is wrestling with these guys on the level. Because is he is, is he talking to Pharisees? Um, let's see here. This is right after Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the group that's having, because he says, and while they were listening to what he said about Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because of this man too. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. So he's talking to the outsiders here and people that are grumbling. Uh, because, yeah, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. So that's the that's the crowd he's telling this it's to. It's the Pharisees. Yeah. It's the Pharisees. I would also, so Logan's theory on this, uh, I haven't chased this down well enough to be real comfortable in it, but I think perhaps why he's comparing this to uh, what's going on with, with the Herod comparison uh, and the and the end there of but those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them bring them here and kill them in front of me so uh if if that's what happened to the enemies of Herod let's flash back to um Matthew 25 mm-hmm. and what Jesus was teaching there where the the first parable, the parable of the the virgins, is they're not ready. So the 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 overarching theme of this is that uh, be ready, mm-hmm. uh, be ready to give an account of whether or not you're stewarding the kingdom well. Right. And then the the sheep and the goats. Right after that is there's going to be a sorting. Uh, some of the other stuff that's playing into those parables and right before that talking about what's going on, uh, Jesus is giving commentary that the the priests, the religious leaders are not doing what they mm-hmm. should be doing. And so it, and so he tells these parables and says, they're not doing it. you're going to have to give an account. For what, how, like, you're going to have to step up to the plate. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to take care of the people Mm -hmm. because they're not doing it. 
so you need to be ready to give an account mm-hmm. at the time that things get sorted out. <clears throat> so when we go back to Luke 19 here, I my suspicion is from other conversations that Jesus has had along the lines of this, I suspect that he's talking about the, the delegation that doesn't want Messiah. He, I think he's talking about the delegation of people that are going to kill him. Yeah. I think he's talking about the Sadducees. Mm-hmm. And somewhat maybe the Pharisees also, because the Pharisees played a, a role in that. But, but this I, is, it's the religious elite here. But this is in, this is in uh, Jericho. So he just left the area that uh, Antip- Antip- Antipas yeah, where he had controlled, because because yeah. he had Galilee and east of east of the river. Oh, uh, east of Jordan. East, east of the Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they walked. They made their way away from around. But yeah, it's yeah, it's such a wow. The, the, those two parables, like, there's just so much that's yeah. I mean, I was having too much fun. I mean, I mean, Jesus is uh, he's cool. Hey, yep. Mm-hmm. Well. That's probably enough footnotes for today. We'll be back at it next week with more footnotey goodness. Uh, what's the mm. What's the title of this next this this week's sermon? Stewardship. Be, be impressive. Be impressive. I feel like that's almost like a cheerleading cheer. Be, be impressive. That's exactly. Be, be impressive. Yep. That was the that was first stellar. response. Thank you. That was my first response when yeah. I heard that. Also. Uh, I think you, you you'll be <coughs> supply you supplied supplied <laughs> you'll be supplied. Who's on the oxy now, buddy? <laughs> okay, you'll be pleasantly. I was trying to work pleasantly, and then I just went into surprised way too fast. You'll be pleasantly <laughs> surprised at this sermon. If you're thinking, I, I don't know what be impressive means. How could that be? A be impressive and stewardship. How do those play together? I don't know. Mm. Well, good news, you can show up on Sunday and Rob's going to tell you. Yeah. All right. Be there, be square. Yeah, 10 o'clock at Stone Creek. Let's do it. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.